0: a calling to serve, to fight for the freedoms of the American people, and every story has a struggle, a sacrifice, and invisible wounds. Warrior Watch programs help veterans recover from PTSD and invisible wounds through exercise, nutrition, and connecting with other veteran leaders. It is estimated that 22 veterans die each day by suicide, and another 30 veterans die each day by substance abuse. These are preventable deaths. Warrior Watt is committed to fighting PTSD through fitness, nutrition and community. opportunity to support our heroes in their time of need. Will you join us and take action?
1: This message is from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Did you serve in the military? If so, you can obtain a free lifetime pass to more than 2,000 federal recreation sites. These sites are located across more than 400 million acres of public lands, including national parks, wildlife refuges, and forests. The lands host activities to fit any lifestyle, hiking, biking, fishing, camping, and much more. Gold Star families are also eligible for these free lifetime passes. Plus, they cover entrance fees for a driver and all passengers in a car, or up to three additional adults at sites that charge per person. Obtaining one is easy. Just go to the National Park Service website, nps.gov, or the National Park Service app.
0: All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. We are a show founded by a veteran and hosted by two veterans and a military spouse. Our mission is to get people to tell their story to the world. If you're an author, share your tips with Ms. Nation. If you're a musician or actor, our audience needs to know how they too can get into the business. Coaches, we love our coaches. Come on and share some of your tips with the Nation to help them become better versions of themselves. If you're a corporate leader or an entrepreneur, Come on and share how you did it and how hard you have fought for success. If you are a veteran, first responder, or Gold Star family, we would love to have you come on and just share your story with the Misfignage. We always have time for you. If you're feeling down, alone, or starting to see the darkness, stop. Think about those who are around you. You are not alone. You will be missed. If you feel like your problems will be a burden to those in your inner circle or are embarrassed, dial 988. If you are a veteran, take option one. We need you to keep pushing forward. Don't make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you're a new listener, welcome to the Misfit Nation. Be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps and also on our YouTube channel at the underscore Misfit Nation. Subscribe and click the bell to keep you up to date with our latest episodes and all of our news. You can also find us on Heroes Media Group and About Face Radio. Now, let's get to the show. All right, all right, all right. Welcome A special show today. It's always good when I link up with veterans online and uh, you're able to get that virtual connect and uh, meet and greet online. It's even better when they agree to come on the show. So our next guest is a U.S. Navy veteran who served as a radarman. Once he finished his time in the Navy, he became a blogger and YouTube creator showcasing his passion in travel. He is now president of MilitaryFares.com, helping members of the military and veterans and family members get discounts on travel. So without further ado, let's welcome to the show Scott Lara, U.S. Navy veteran and president of MilitaryFares.com. to the show. Welcome, Scott.
1: It's an honor to be on the show. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for what you're doing. When I heard the intro talking about veteran suicide and helping veterans, that is just absolutely critical. Those of us in the veteran community do have to work together to make sure that not one more veteran commits suicide, especially in the parking lot of a VA facility. And I appreciate what you, your show, and your your team is doing to help prevent that. It's, It's very close to my heart. And uh, thank you.
0: It's an honor for us to serve those who, those are our brothers and sisters who need to help to to stay with us a little longer. And uh, the parking lot thing really gets me a lot because I drove by one of the parking lots in uh, North Carolina where one happened a couple weeks ago. And you can feel a chill go down your spine when you drive by that because you know what happened right there. and You don't want that to happen again to one of our brothers or sisters. So that's why we do this. And I know you're out there, you're pushing it too on your side. Yeah, and you'll you'll just keep pushing it and I'll keep pushing it until, we, like you said, that number dwindles, dwindles and dwindles until maybe everyone's here and just living a good life.
1: And just a shout out to the Firewatch here in Florida. Um, a gentleman by the name of Nick Howland founded the Firewatch. And, you know, the listeners can Google that, and they are committed to helping stop this, um, you know, suicide. And it's just like what you say in your opening there about, you know, the darkness when you come close to that darkness. And I'll, I'll tell you. On a personal level, I've been depressed. i felt down myself. And uh, I'm here because of my grandkids. I'm here because of my wife and kids. Um, you know, as you mentioned, I'm a Navy veteran. I did see a lot of my guys uh, suffer through this. But, you know, on a positive note, again, what your show was talking about that I'm so appreciative of is those of us who have kind of made it on the other end, who are working and have worked to do something to, to find a passion to be, um, to be able to continue. Definitely.
0: Appreciate that right there, and I appreciate the shout out for the, the fire watch there as well. Uh, they'd be a, a great asset for the show too to have them on to to share share the tools and share the highlights to everybody. So Scott, I gave a basically a two sentence blurb about you here. But I want you to tell the audience a little bit more about Scott from the reason well, before he went in the Navy, why he joined the Navy, and uh, why he became a radar man, and then how we get to where we are now.
1: That's a very good question. Well, you know, I uh, grew up 40 miles west of uh, Chicago in Aurora, Illinois. And if you remember, Wayne's World, Wayne's World, excellent, Uh, from uh, Saturday Night Live, Aurora, Illinois. If you look at that, you can YouTube it, you'll see it. And so Aurora, Illinois, a great city. Uh, And so I graduated from high school in 1979. I was working at the Kmart camera department uh, back in the day, and that's back in the day before – you know, digital and all this stuff. So, this is, I was selling, uh, you know, film and uh, I used to do the blue light specials. Good afternoon, Kmart shoppers. Welcome to your North Aurora Kmart in the camera department just off the center of the store. focal 110 film, 27 exposure, 199 at the blue light. So, I did that. And my assistant manager looked at me and he goes, Scott, what are you going to do when you graduate from high school? And I said, I know I don't want to go to college. He goes, join the Navy, see the world. Problem is, he didn't tell me that the world was 75% water. But anyway, I joined the Navy, and uh, I went in. I really, when I went in for orientation and all that, you know, what do you want to do? And they said, you want to be a fire control technician, you know, because after you take your ASVAB. And I said, no, I don't want to fight fires. And the guy laughed at me. He goes, well, how about being a radar man? I said, now, that sounds cool. You know, I'm probably in a nice area. You know, I'll be working nine to five. It won't be that hard. And so, uh, oh, and they said, you're going to uh, Chicago for boot camp. I said, no, I'm not. I'm going to San Diego. And they said, okay, you're going to San Diego. So they flew me to San Diego for boot camp. And this is in 79. And then I went to uh, OSA school, radar school in Damneck, Virginia. Went up to Maine to get my ship, Morrison FFG 13, um, the USS Samuels, Morrison. And it was in three pieces. So they were building the ship at Bath Iron Works sailed down to Boston, uh, was commissioned there. I came down to Jacksonville, Florida, where I met my wife of 39 years. And uh, so I really loved the Navy, I really did. I I loved seeing the world, Italy, Spain, France, off the coast of Iraq and Iran. We were doing, uh, you know, protecting the ships there, uh, straits of Hormuz, met a bunch of great guys who I'm still friends with today. And so that's kind of my, you know, my backstory on the Navy.
0: That's outstanding. I also seen that you wrote that you were there when Falklands uh, kicked off as well. Uh, so that's a that's a very interesting story too, because you know in the Navy we have
1: a tradition called cross decking, where you know we're sailing with the Brits, the Turks, the French, the Italians, and uh, my captain asked me if I wanted to go over to the British ship, the HMS Leander, for a week, and I did, and I don't remember very much about that week because uh, the Brits kept me intoxicated that all that whole week with uh, <laughs> tins of ale. And so I came back to the quarterdeck of the Morrison. I saluted the captain. He goes, congratulations, Petty Officer Lara. I'm giving you the uh, Navy Achievement Medal from being an ambassador of the United States. Like, cool. And so uh, after the Morrison, I went to Key West. I was an instructor down there. Our daughter was born there, so she's an official conch. Uh, then I got, I got some pretty good duty up at Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. I pulled a string because I was supposed to go out to sea. And so I was running a hospital barracks. Other end of that story is, if you've seen those TV commercials for uh, polluted water at Camp Lejeune, fortunately, I do not have one of the 15 diseases, uh, thank God. But uh, I was at Camp Lejeune, and then I went up to uh, Norfolk, as on CG-47, Ticonderoga, and then I was able to get out. Um, I'll tell you, I got out on a humanitarian discharge because the the Navy was very hard on my wife. It It was really hard, me being away. We had two small children. So I was able to get a humanitarian discharge, which is still honorable, and um, then just went about my civilian work. Uh, and I got into the travel industry, being a travel agent, and that's been a lot of fun. Well, I bet. I mean, after seeing uh, a lot of the world from,
0: from the water side and then being able to get into port and, and see what the local culture is about, I'm sure you wanted to actually go out there and enjoy it without having to run back to the ship in time to salute the quarter the quarter deck captain or whoever is out there telling you salute and get on back on the ship on time this time you can go to a hotel take a shower and maybe enjoy the whole stay so i'm sure well, you the
1: food. Get out. and the food you, yes you're the food's a lot better the combinations are better the entertainment's better and a lot more fun absolutely a lot less stress too so that's
0: good and uh, what's the best place you went to as soon as you got out
1: Oh, when I got out of the Navy, McDonald's, I guess. I mean, going to get a quarter pounder with cheese. But, yeah, you know, I mean, my wife and I look like Ruth's Chris and Morton's Steakhouses and all that stuff. But, you know, it's funny. We were getting ready to go on, like, a two-month little deployment. And I got, like, eight quarter pounders with cheeses and put them in the refrigerator down. You know, I knew the, one of the guys down the mess. And, you know, I just we would microwave those every once every day, you know. And where would you get those quarter pounders with cheeses, you know? But, uh I love the Navy, I really did, and a bunch of great guys. Uh, I will say that one of my shipmates was killed on the USS Stark. Uh, we served together on the Morrison, he we went over to the Stark that got hit by that Exocet missile, and we honor him every year. But uh, there's nobody like us, you know, and those in the audience, you know, if you're in the military, and especially if you're suffering from substance abuse uh, issues or, you know, PTSD or anything. You know, trying to talk to a civilian about those problems is tough, but talking to a fellow military person about those things and getting the help you need I think is important. And I did a little bit of that, um, even though I'm still doing my travel stuff, I worked a little bit in the substance abuse recovery lane, helping uh, veterans get into substance abuse recovery for alcohol, drugs, and that stuff. But again, to all those in the audience, if you need help, please don't wait another minute, don't wait another day, reach out to get the help you need because it's out there.
0: I was i was referencing what location did you go to stress-free first not mcdonald's but that's good <laughs> uh, funny story we were in iraq uh, we were there i think i think seven months at the time and we were just eating mres and chow hall whatever they made there once in a while and i had to go to baghdad our vehicle got blown up on the way so we were in there and they had a burger king there so i had i had money in my wallet i bought 50 whoppers i said 50 and there was a philippine lady she said how many of 50, five zero. so she made the 50, and we, we drove them all the way back to our base to hand them out to everybody. Here's your reward. You made it. You made it. Gave them all, all whoppers. Got pretty sick from eating two of them because I hadn't had real food in so long, but it was a good time. <laughs>
1: well, God bless you for doing that. I cannot think of a better, I mean, you could probably be like Mr. Beast or somebody handing out $100 bills, yeah. but, handing out, but handing out those, God bless you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They loved me when they had to run to the quarter potty later, but it was good at the time. <laughs> So what was the best location you went to? Not McDonald's, please.
1: (laughs) In the Navy? You mean when I was in the Navy? Once you got out. Oh, when I got out of the Navy? Well, it's interesting you ask that question because when I got out of the Navy, my wife and I started cruising a lot on a Holland America line. So we've been to Aruba Bonaire, Curaçao, Martinique, St. Barts, St. Kitts, St. Thomas. And so I guess one of my favorite places to go is St. Barts. Uh, French, it's expensive, but uh, when you're at St. Barts, you know, you're always looking for Charlie Sheen or Jennifer Aniston to walk by on the beach. So Saint Barts is my favorite place. Outstanding. <laughs> and how long did your blog and
0: your YouTube stuff, uh, your YouTube creator side, uh, go on about traveling before you wound up saying hey, someone said, "Hey, want you like to take this job?"
1: You know that is. Uh, your questions are spot on. Uh, here's the thing: I want a flip camera like 12 years ago, just a little flip kind of a camera thing. Uh, you'd laugh at it if you saw it today. And uh, when my wife and I were going on cruises, my motive for doing my YouTube... Now, this is 12 years ago. I mean, YouTube's not what it is today. My motive for doing YouTube videos was to make my family and friends jealous. So if you look at my YouTube channel, just type in Scott Lara, L-A-R-A, like and subscribe. You will see my videos were, hi to Scott Lara, 1961 on Twitter, on board the Carnival Fascination, February 15th, you know, 1999, heading to St. Thomas. And so it started growing and growing and growing. And my local TV station here in Jacksonville, WJXT Channel 4, reached out to me. And they said, hey, listen, you seem to know what you're doing here about travel. Would you like to be a guest on, like, Sunday mornings? And so once a month or so, I'm on Channel 4 giving tips, like, about passports, travel, especially through COVID. I mean, when COVID hit, I mean, cruising was shut down. So I immediately pivoted to all-inclusive resorts. And the Palladium Hotel Group reached out to me and said, Scott, we will send you to Jamaica, Cancun, and the Dominican Republic. Please cover our all-inclusive resorts. And they were open. So they flew me out there, and I was continuing to do thecruisegenius.com, doing my posts. And uh, recently, I'm over like 1,100,000 views on my YouTube channel. I'm having a lot of fun you know, sharing my passion and tips on YouTube. And that's the fun part because... I always wanted to marry my passion of being a veteran with being a travel advisor consultant. And so about a week, uh, this is uh, August, uh, it was about the middle of August, I got a call from uh, the owner uh, of militaryfairs.com and said, Scott, I love what you're doing. Uh, I need a new president to to do this. And I said, absolutely. So now as the president of militaryfairs.com, Uh, our website gives uh, members of the military, veterans and family members discounts on travel. And it's kind of like an Expedia or Travelocity. You jump on there, click, click, click. And you know, you're off to the races. And so, you know, I don't wear this on my shoulder, but you know, God's really kind of directed my path on all this. Uh, Being in the military, my passion travel and now landing this amazing gig. And uh, I'm very thankful for it. It's awesome. And, uh, I think I'm
0: on the website now, militaryaffairs.com, and it says that it's about the the armed forces and stuff, 650 airlines, 300,000 hotel and holiday rentals around the world, so that's a lot right there. That should be able to please at least some of the even more finicky veterans and spouses that want
2: to go around the world.
1: Well, you know, it's so funny you say that because a lot of uh, Navy guys I talk to, I'll never go back on a ship. Cool. Well, I can send you on a carnival cruise, a MSC cruise, I can send you to... The Palladium Hotel Group, uh, all inclusive resorts where you go and you're, you're done. All your food's covered, meals are covered, entertainment's covered, uh, one price. And so, uh, yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. And again, going back to what we're talking about, about those guys who are depressed or down or whatever, there is a light at the end of the tunnel and it's not an oncoming train. So, if you can, and that's the, what I want to talk about is gratitude. Number one, you got to be grateful. We live in the greatest country in the world. Most of us, you know, unless you're a homeless veteran, I mean, but most of us have a, a place to sleep, hot and cold running water. We do have some family members that love us, and you you just got to kind of dig in there. And if I could tell you too, i I'd recommend you follow a guy by the name of Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V, on uh, social media. He's been my mentor uh, for years, and he talks about gratitude and compassion, and so. No bad guys, ladies, no matter how bad you've got it. I mean, look in the news, uh, Africa, the subcontinent Sahara, there are people that have it a whole lot worse than we do. And you just got to dig in and say, you know, thank God, you know, we live in this country. It's not perfect, but it's the best one out there. And <laughs> talking about McDonald's. I mean, most of us are, you know, five to 10 minutes away from a McDonald's. So we we're, yeah. we're very blessed in this country. That's what I'm trying to say to the audience. 10 minutes away
0: from McDonald's and for us here you're about uh, seven steps away from a Dollar General so it's good (laughs) they're everywhere (laughs) you're right so you got to know what you have be grateful for what you have before you don't have stuff there's always someone that has it worse than you don't complain about things that you that you could fix in a day or fix in a couple days and don't make those permanent solutions to temporary problems amen
1: and the thing is I'm 62 years old I still have my hair so I mean that's something I'm really grateful for and I will say, you know, I just came back from the VA a couple days ago, had my colonoscopy, my prostate exam, all that stuff. Guys, please, if you're not, ladies too, if you're not registered in the VA, please get registered there, get the help you need if it's emotional, psychological, uh, you know, medical. Uh, my VA here in Jacksonville, Florida is doing a great job with us. They take very good care of us. And I know a lot of people have bad stories about the VA, but, again, you uh, I guess it does depend where you're at, but I can tell you here in Jacksonville, I applaud them.
0: Uh, here in Tennessee, our, our VA is like attached to Vanderbilt University Hospital. So right. you have a lot of world-class doctors that are in the VA. The problem is getting the appointments. Uh, that's that's where the backlog is, getting those appointments. But if you can just be patient or request uh, in-the-population care, they'll let you do that as well. And That's absolutely
1: right, You know, because I've worked with community care quite a bit. And really briefly, I mean, I wear VA hearing aids. I'm actually able to do this uh, interview on my hearing aids. And uh, they said it will be like six months uh, for a, a hearing audio appointment. I said, no, it's not. And I called my congressman, and I said, hey, I know him personally. I said, John, and he goes, stay by the phone, and they referred me to community care. So, again, you have to be respectful. You have to be kind. You have a lot of civilians working in the VA, and they're seeing people every day. But if you're kind and nice to them, hey, I need your help. Uh, nine times out of ten they'll help you. and if they say there's an appointment six months away for whatever it is, you know I'm requesting community care and nine times out of ten they'll get you that help you need.
0: Definitely, and just like be persistent, be patient and like in your hand, in your case, reach out to those you know, reach out to that network that you have and and make your uh, your lawmakers work for your constituents like they're supposed to. You're right? Scott, how does someone reach you? If they want to talk to you like we are now just chatting or if they want to talk to you about militaryfairs.com.
1: You can email me at Scott at militaryfairs.com. And also you can just Google, just Google my name, Scott Lara, L-A-R-A. I'm on LinkedIn, YouTube, everywhere. And if there's anybody in the audience that that wants somebody to talk to, I'd be happy to talk to them about anything. Getting the help you need, about giving you inspiration. And just being there for you, and it's it's an honor to do that.
0: Outstanding, and Misfit Nation, make sure you take them up on that. Like we we both have harped on throughout this show, you're not alone. You have friends, you have family, you have fellow brothers and sisters and veterans that are, are willing to sit on the phone with you or sit on a chat like me and Scott are right now, and talk to you until you feel a little more uh, less pressure on your chest, less pressure in your mind, and you're able to go through your day. And maybe we can get you help along the way. Absolutely. Scott, if you can give our audience uh, three tips for a great travel experience,
1: what would that be? Oh, my gosh. Number one, book early. Do not wait until the last minute. There's so many people, my friend, that will say, hey, Scott, I want to go on a cruise next week. Cool. I'll get you on the ship. I'm going to save a bunch of money. Well, all the good cabins are gone if you're talking about a cruise. So if you go on at the last minute, you're going to be by a bow thruster or you're going to be by the galley. So, you know, don't wait to the last minute. Number two, do not go to Costco and buy your cruise or vacation there. They lure you in at Costco. Come into Costco, we will give you, you know, this cruise, whatever, a five hundred dollar gift card to Costco. Well, that guy behind the counter who sold you the cruise of the all-inclusive resort vacation has not been to a room of an air carousel, Martinique, St. Bart, St. Kitts. I have, so I can give you those tips and those hidden gems, and it doesn't cost you anything. There's no, you're not paying out of pocket for me a commission. The cruise line or the resort will pay me to, you know, promote them. So you have to worry about that. Number three, again, you have to set your expectations. I mean, nothing in life is perfect, right? So don't expect to go on a cruise, go on a ship, go on a, uh, a plane or, or go anywhere and think everything is going to be perfect. It's kind of like when my daughter was getting married. I said, honey, I know this is your perfect, your day. You've been planning this since you were three. But, you know, expect bumps in the road. So you got to be patient, and that's one of my faults. I mean, I'm not a very patient person. I'm kind of type A. I want things done quick, 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 Uh, and I've got to really rein myself in, especially when I'm with my wife. I will tell my wife, honey, keep up. Don't wander off. So I've got to really be patient. Uh, So those are my top three things.
0: Outstanding, Scott. Thanks again for taking some of your time today to jump on with the Misfit Nation and share your tips, tricks, and, of course, your history with the Misfit Nation. And I want to
1: applaud you for this podcast, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing for Misfit Nation, for our veterans, keep up the great work and I appreciate you so much. Awesome Scott, have a great day. Bye.
2: In October, 2019, Arlington, Texas was chosen to be the home of a new national museum, unlike any other. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a unique home of military history The 100,000-square-foot museum will house exhibits, archives, and artifacts relating to the 3,500 U.S. troops who have been awarded the medal, the nation's highest honor for valor in combat. The museum will have 31,000 square feet of galleries dedicated to U.S. troops who have received the award. The museum CEO, former Navy SEAL, and NASA astronaut Chris Cassidy said the museum will focus on education as much as preservation. The building will have five areas dedicated to Medal of Honor winners from the Army, Marine Corps, Navy, Air Force, and Coast Guard. The main gallery will be located in a central plaza under a 25,000 square foot slab of steel, which will appear to be suspended in midair. It will be supported by five pillars. Black Rifle Coffee is a corporate sponsor of the museum, as are the Dallas Cowboys. The museum's board also includes over a dozen major corporations and six Medal of Honor recipients, including David Bellavia, Patrick Brady and Britt Slabinski. Army Staff Sergeant Bellavia was awarded the medal for clearing an entire house by himself on November 10, 2004 as a squad leader in support of Operation Phantom Fury in Fallujah, Iraq. He killed four enemy fighters and wounded a fifth in close quarters battle. Army Major General Brady flew and coordinated the evacuation of 51 seriously wounded men during a firefight in Vietnam in January 1968. Slabinski, a Navy SEAL chief and team leader, led a rescue team of SEALs during Operation Anaconda in Afghanistan in March 2002. Slabinski and his team flew to a mountaintop ambush site to rescue Petty Officer First Class Neil Roberts, who had fallen from the back of a helicopter. Slabinski led the team through almost constant combat against an entrenched Taliban force. Along with the board members, former presidents Jimmy Carter, Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, and Barack Obama serve as honorary directors. The museum is expected to open to the public in late 2024. Thanks for
0: checking us out and being a part of the Misfit Nation. Don't forget to visit our website at themisfitnation.com. That's themisfitnation.com to catch up on all of our episodes and also to get some of that great Misfit Nation gear. As always, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling. Because we are.